Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am Legal Man, America's most trusted lawyer. Not saying much, of course. We are going to have a good time on this episode. I am going to talk about where exactly it is that government gets its authority. Where does it come from? What, how does it get authority over me? When I went to law school, I realized later, you know, they don't really talk about that. And I had some questions about it, but everybody's just so concerned about trying to get good grades that you don't really think about it. You just want to do whatever it is the professors tell you so you can get through. When you ask about it, all you get is that the Constitution is the law of the land. It's the law of the land. It's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, it means it's ratified. So it's law of the land. I'm like, okay, well, still, what's the legal theory? And it just kind of stalls out right there. And, you know, that was acceptable when I was in law school. Didn't really care. It was like, yeah, whatever. Put that on the back burner. But once I became a practicing lawyer for years, I saw all the screwed up stuff the state got away with. I just thought, well, hold it. <laughs> this is an important issue. I mean, if they're going to claim they're doing all this stuff and they're going to claim we have the consent of buying for the people and, oh, it's the greatest system ever and Constitution is, is the, that's what separates us from all these other countries. Okay, well, then I need to understand what is it exactly that gives them this authority because just a piece of paper, a document written years ago, how does that bind me? How, in what way does that create this authority they claim. Think about it. They, they claim to have the authority over me such that if I don't do whatever it is they say I have to, they're entitled to come kill me. <laughs> That's a lot of authority. Um, I would expect that they'd have a pretty good airtight explanation for where this authority comes from because I've never given them that authority. They just claim to have it. And when I bring this up to people, a lot of times they're kind of surprised. Most people just completely ignore it and go back into their bubble of, well, this Constitution, you hate it, you leave, go to Somalia. But just instantaneously push back against it as opposed to just thinking, yeah, that is an awful lot of authority. Where the hell do they get that authority? What is the basis for it? And so I start looking into it. And the reality is that there's really only two ways that somebody can have authority over me, and that is consent or coercion. That's it. They either get my agreement or they force me to do it. That's it. Well, of course, in our country, we're told endlessly about how it's government all by and for the people and the consent of the people. That's what makes it so great and on and on, all this bullshit about consent. I've never consented to this. I don't agree to basically... 99.999% of all the stuff the government does. Where is this magical consent? What, what is the basis of it? And so I look into it a little further, and what I find is this thing they, they claim called the social contract or the civil society. Oh, I gotta have a civil society, a social contract. Otherwise, we're animals, anarchy, chaos. <laughs> That's what you get. So you look at a social contract, it's very vague. It's not very well defined. So I think back to my contracts class, which I actually amjured, which just means I got the best grade in the class. And so I think I understand contracts. This high-sounding concept about a social contract, let's look at what it actually means to have a contract. You have to have a knowing, voluntary consent 
to a set of terms that the parties have agreed to that's definite enough to be enforced and therefore binding on the parties. So you have to have kind of a meeting of the mind on these terms. And then it has to basically be enforceable against each side. That's basically what it is. And so I start looking at the terms. We don't know the terms. What are the terms I'm actually agreeing to? No one's ever given me a term sheet. You can't just look at the Constitution because they're constantly changing it. What the government claims it can do changes all the time. You can't have a unilateral alteration of terms in a contract. That doesn't make any sense. Well, the Supreme Court comes out all the time and claims all these new terms exist. And the Congress writes up laws all the time. It's like, well, I don't think those are terms I've ever agreed to. That's not what the language says. And so when you start looking at what are the terms, the terms are strictly unknown. When you look at things like the social contract, the civil society, bleh, what you get is these ideas about how the welfare of the people and the safety of the people. or You get down to these terms that each one of these terms has an awful lot of vague meanings. And if you go out in the street and you ask 10 different people, what does it mean to look out for the general welfare of the uh, people? What authority does government have? You're going to get 10 different answers. <laughs> when you get 10 different answers like that, terms are void for vagueness. And when something is void for vagueness, it means that the contract fails. You don't have a contract. If you don't have agreement about the terms and the limits and the distinctions of the terms, then there's no way to form a contract. You don't even have to go on to the next step of consent because there's nothing to consent to. I can't consent to a document that I have no idea what it means. That doesn't work. You have no meeting of the minds, even assuming there was a mind on the other side with government. Just examining it as a strictly as a contract matter, the social contract has nothing to do with the contract. It's just an intentionally deceptive word that makes it sound like, well, it's a contract. And people are familiar with contracts, so they kind of think, I can see how I could be bound by that. But when you examine it, there are no terms. There are no definable terms. It could never be a contract, so it doesn't matter if it's implied consent or express consent or anything else. There's no possible way to have a contract here. So now let's look at whether or not there's even consent, assuming there was a term. And consent is a big deal because the only difference between a sort of supposed terrible dictatorship and what we supposedly have is this issue of the consent of the people. So if the people aren't actually consenting, then this government is simply a government of force. And it's also a government of fraud because it claims to be a government of consent. So the issue of consent is a big deal, a really big deal, regardless of whether or not the terms are undefined. We sure better have at least consent. When did I consent to this? Uh, well, I haven't consented. They didn't, they didn't give me an opportunity to consent. And this issue of consent, this is where you get most of the arguing. See, people ignore the fact that the terms are simply void for vagueness. <laughs> they just ignore that. Most of the discussions about whether or not the government has authority goes around this concept of consent. And, of course, there's, there's two different kinds of consent. You have express consent and you have implied consent. But both of them have to be knowing and they have to be voluntary. I've certainly never been given an opportunity to expressly consent. There's, there's nothing there. They present you with a term sheet. They say, do you want to agree to be uh, uh, governed by this government? That, nothing like that ever happens. So what is the even alleged 
method for consenting, well, it's basically a set of implied consent. And I hear people all the time talk about how if you vote, you consent. You vote, you consent. There's a lot of that. That's not consent because if voting was actually consent, that would mean that not voting meant I don't consent and therefore there would be no agreement. But that's not what happens with voting. If you vote or if you don't vote, it doesn't make any difference. All that happens is another person is put in charge of you. Voting or not voting has nothing to do with consent. It's just not accurate. I know a lot of people believe that. It's just not true. The other one you get is, well, you're living here. <laughs> There's nothing about living here that makes a consent. Well, you take the benefits. Well, I don't ask for the benefits. If someone wants to give me benefits without a term sheet or agreement, that's called charity. That's not me consenting to anything. You can't just say, well, I dropped a package off on your porch and you, you, you took it. Therefore, now you're my slave. It doesn't work like that. There has to be an agreement. There's still no actual consent going on, even though people say, well, it's implied. It's implied by the fact that you stay here. That right there is assuming away the very heart of the argument, which is that under what circumstances does the government become empowered with any authority from the people? If you just say it's, it automatically exists unless the people prove otherwise, that's not the same thing. That's just assuming the validity of the government which is the entire issue we're trying to discuss. Do you see how that works? You can't just say, well, it is unless you don't know that. It isn't unless I do. That's the way it actually has to work. You don't assume the validity of a contract. A contract has to be proved up by the party attempting to enforce it. Well, that's the government every time. Well, the government's always telling me what to do. This implied consent becomes very problematic, and the biggest problems are whether they're knowing and voluntary. And the issue as to whether something is a knowing consent is that you have to understand what is the effect of my consent. And the problem there is there are no terms. So it's impossible for me to consent to something that I can't know the terms of. That doesn't make sense. That's not what you do with the contract. Again, you're back to the same problem. There are no terms that anybody can understand or enforce. The biggest problem they have when it comes to consent is not the issue of whether it's knowing or not, because a lot of people take an oath, I swear to you know, be faithful and loyal to the Constitution, even though they have no idea what the terms are. And in fact, it wouldn't be enforceable as a contract for that reason. But there are people who love the idea of the country and they want to actually consent to it. And so the biggest problem they actually have is with whether or not it's voluntary. In order for there to be voluntary consent, the number one thing you have to be able to do is just say, no, thank you. Okay, no, thank you. Well, that's not an option. You don't get the option to say, no, nah, I don't think this, this government thing doesn't sound that great to me. Uh, I don't really like what you do. It seems to cost too much. Uh, you want to run every part of my life. I don't really get anything out of this. I I'm, an, I'm a no. Okay, it's kind of Shark Tank style. I'm out. There is no method to do that. Okay? They don't have one. There isn't one allowed. <laughs> do you see that? They, well, you're living here. It's like, no, you just assumed away the issue we're talking about. We're not talking about whether or not they can enforce it on you. Of course they do. We're talking about whether or not it's voluntary, whether or not this is, in fact, a voluntary, consensual government. And I'm showing you that if there's no way to opt out of it, that it's not voluntary, okay? It's, it's not voluntary. In fact, you can't even adjust any of the terms. It's an adhesion contract with unknown terms. And in fact, they do whatever they care to. 
<laughs> That's it. They do whatever they care to because you can't get out of this supposed social contract. Once you understand that, oh, yeah, hold it, I, I don't actually ever get a say in whether or not I want to do this or not, then you can see, hold it, this is not voluntary. It's not knowing. There are no terms. Nothing about this is a social contract. This is simply something that's imposed on people. That's it. It is a government of force. And people say, well, that's not true. You get to vote. Okay, well, getting to vote doesn't work. All that happens when you vote is that you, you get to put in a suggestion of which of the two is going to do whatever it is they say. Well, if I don't agree to have anybody doing it, then the vote's meaningless. And if I don't vote, it doesn't mean I'm opted out. So the vote is simply not a way to consent. So now we've run through the fact that there's, there are no terms, there's no consent. Well, what about the idea that it's binding and that it's enforceable? I don't have any way to enforce any of the terms I can even imagine I have against the government. It's a completely one-sided enforcement deal. If the government doesn't believe that you're living up to whatever it is they claim you have to do, they have the authority to come and basically arrest you. If you resist, they simply kill you. And what is the method I have to enforce it? There isn't one. My method to enforce the idea that the government is violating the terms is to go ask the government to stop violating the terms. I don't have any authority to do anything. The government gets to decide whether or not it's the final arbiter. It's the final arbiter of whether or not it's, it's in violation. The only thing left after all of that is some kind of actual revolution. Well, guess what? The government has made that illegal as well. You can't even discuss that. If the government outlaws the very idea that the people are entitled to organize to say, let's get rid of this government, then under no circumstances do I have any way to enforce this agreement. So once again, you don't have terms, you don't have consent, you don't have a meeting in the minds, you don't have an enforcement system, you have nothing. The fact that they continue to call this a social contract is just a deception, nothing else. When you turn 18, okay, you're not offered a sheet, do you want to do this, do you not want to do that? No, what you're offered is a mountain of trillions and trillions of dollars in debt that's already been accumulated that they say you're now obligated to. Hold it. I can't even bind myself to personal debt prior to 18, according to the own government. But under the government's agreement, I'm obligated to whatever kind of debt the government has run up during that time? That doesn't make any sense. There's no possible way that anybody would agree to this. And the last proof that's just so stinking obvious is... When the Civil War occurred, the southern states simply voted to leave. That's all they did. They decided we no longer agree to the way this is being run, and we want out. Well, people say, well, that was about slavery. We had to go down and get them, and it was justified. And they all these different explanations. They try to get around the fact that this is proof, proof positive, that there is no consent to this government. So listen carefully. Look, just because some place, some states are doing something that you find morally reprehensible and is morally reprehensible, that doesn't have anything to do with the issue of consent. If they were imprisoning women who refused to be married after the age of 18, would we then be entitled to go down and invade them? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? That's a moral question. But it has nothing to do with whether or not when you invade them and force them in, that you are not getting their consent. And what we're talking about is consent. 
Everybody always wants to mix the subjects. Well, what would you suggest? What's your great plan? Still the greatest system ever invented. Well, you can think that all you want, but what I'm showing you is it's not a system of consent. That's all. It's not a system of consent. So the only thing left for them to hang their hat on is this concept of ratification. The Constitution is somehow, it was ratified and became the law of the land and the Holy Founding Fathers and all this crap, okay? All right, so what what does something being ratified mean? Well, it sounds very impressive, but the reality is it just means that some people a long time ago voted. (laughs) That's it. That's all it means is that some people voted. Well, nothing about those people voting can bind me. Nothing. There's no theory in the law that permits agents who I don't approve of, who I've never met, making decisions about something that they can't even understand the terms of. It's ludicrous. Nobody can vote to bind me in the future. Can you go out and vote right now and bind everybody for all times? Of course not. That's asinine. And the Founding Fathers knew that. They knew that vote didn't bind everybody for all times. They knew it. So ratification's crap too. The reality is there's nothing there. The government is one of force. That's it. They do whatever they can get away with. That's the reality. And the reason it matters is that if people understood that, they wouldn't run around defending the government. Oh, my constitution, my rights, you know, I defend the constitution, greatest system. No. It's a coercive system that the people simply don't agree to. If people understood that and saw the government as that, well, they wouldn't be so likely to support going over and supposedly blowing up other people because their government, you know, is they have a dictatorship. Well, we didn't know what ours was like. They wouldn't allow the government to do 99% of the stuff the government does because they'd understand this isn't even something I'm agreeing to. We're going to keep this thing really, really small. But no matter how many times I point it out to people, they just don't care. They just, well, celebrate system. What are you going to do? What do you suggest? Always with that. Always. They, they can't seem to separate those issues out. That whether or not there's an issue and we need to come to agreement, okay, maybe we do, maybe we don't. But we're not talking about whether or not we should come to agreement in some way. I'm simply here showing you that there is no actual agreement, that the social contract is complete bullshit, that all this talk about the civil society, that's all bullshit too. There is no actual agreement. There are no terms. It's a complete fraud top to bottom. That's just the reality. And whether or not people want to then come to agreement on some other deal, well, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe they just, we should just have a government of roads. But it's irrelevant to the point that we don't have the system that we're told we have. Our government is one of coercion and fraud, not the high-sounding ideals that they spread all the time. The fundamental issue going on here is that government claims it can, it can tax you at any rate, it can take anything from you, it can make up any kind of law it wants, and if you don't like it, they just come kill you. And that somehow you voluntarily agreed to this. See, those are the two things that make no sense that are going on in this country at all times. I just find it amazing. I point out to them that what they've been told is a complete fundamental lie. That everything they run around talking about is not true. That this Constitution is not what they imagine. And even at that, it still doesn't wake them and make them think, yeah, you're right, that is a load of crap.
there's other things I could have talked about. There's even more points I could have made, but I think the point has been proved. So I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm legalman at US Law Review. I enjoy Twitter. I've got a website if you want to go look, truthaboutthelaw.com. Be sure to subscribe. Listen to all my episodes. They come out on Thursday. The next episode I'm going to make is going to be about the vote and your representation using the vote. So many people think it's a big deal. Vote, oh, oh, holy vote. I'm going to show you what a complete load of crap that is as well. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Everybody, take care. Thank <laughs> you.